Hey everybody, welcome to the Rural Revival Podcast. I'm your host, Dana Larson, and I am beyond excited to bring you today's interview with Katie Harvey Martinez of Harvey's Diner in Redfield, Iowa. From the Iowa farm to Broadway and back, Katie's life is one amazing adventure. But her most recent move back to Iowa to open Harvey's Diner is quite possibly her most exciting adventure yet, and today she's sharing more about that. We recorded this in the diner during the afternoon break, so I hope you feel like you're sitting right there in the restaurant with us and you can literally hear the excitement build in the background as we get closer to the dinner hour. You'll laugh, you'll cry, and I promise you, you will absolutely love Katie Harvey Martinez. Well, we are here today in downtown Redfield, Iowa at Harvey's Diner and Pub with Katie Harvey Martinez. Thanks for being on the podcast. Thank you. Katie, your story is one that inspired me to start the Rural Revival podcast. So uh, I can't wait for people to hear this. Thank you so much. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about you and Harvey's Diner and a little bit about your journey. I grew up in the area. Uh, Redfield's about 35 miles west of Des Moines. I graduated from West Central, lived on a century farm, and immediately moved to New York City. (laughs) Directly out of high school. Yeah, girl. Yeah. (laughs) Immediately. I'm sure I drove my parents nuts with that, but it was was either going to be Saturday Night Live or nothing. (laughs) And... (laughs) Um, but yeah, I moved to New York City and went to a performance college, to a conservatory, and just absorbed myself in New York City. I was on Broadway and off-Broadway and lived an incredible dream very quickly. It was, it was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It was a short blip. I mean, it was 10 years that I did theater. And it was right after 9-11, and theater changed. I changed, theater changed, landscape changed, auditions changed, mindsets changed, and I kind of changed with it. And didn't fall out of love with theater, didn't fall out of love with singing, because that's, that's in your bones. Like, you just never. Music guides me every single solitary day. I wake up singing, I sing in the restaurant, I go to bed singing. It's, it is, I have a soundtrack playing 24 seven. That's awesome. It's yeah. in your blood. It's in my blood and yeah. it's in my bones. But that, that changed, the landscape changed and I was on tour and I was in love. I didn't want to leave, I didn't want to leave Rick. Leaving for a year and a half at a time is daunting. Um, so I focused more in the city. What can I do to stay in the city and stay current and relevant in New York City? And I found myself really drawn to the restaurant business. And it's not a, I mean, I did the singing waitress thing. I, I did, you, you just have to, but that wasn't, that wasn't the course. I, I was working at a temp agency and the restaurant had called they were going to Europe, and they needed someone to come in. And, and I was the counselor filling the position. I filled it with somebody. They hated the person that I filled it with. <laughs> so I went down there to save the account and sat with the most incredible family. It was a mother and a father and a daughter and lived and breathed New York City, lived and breathed the restaurant business, and we're doing it. And instead of filling the position, they offered me one. They created a position in their organization. And I was with them for almost 12 years. Wow. Yeah, it was Machaleria. It's an Italian steakhouse in the meatpacking district. And it's closed now, unfortunately, because the rents in the meatpacking district were jumping up to 90000 a month. Wow. Yeah. It's hard to imagine. Yeah, especially here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But they guided my hand and guided my stomach and my eyes and the chefs that they had on board and being two blocks away from Food Network and 
just being submersed in culture and they were very transparent about their business anything you wanted to learn try it and that's my personality like if I'm in I'm in same (laughs) I am I'm all in and it's a lot it's not it's not for everybody right but I'm all in and then things started to shift with my husband's business he was in television production dark rooms, quiet, no people. And then our restaurant was closing down and his business was transitioning. And I mean, we'd been coming, obviously, we come back and forth to Iowa constantly. I mean, talk about in your blood and bones. Yes, yes. And we have a beautiful century farm and my father still farms. And we just kept talking every year. We'd come home for a break. We'd come home for a week. You drink the Kool-Aid. You're like, God, should we? Should we? Should we? And then you go back to New York City and you're like, nope, I'm in it. I'm in it. I'm, you know, you're in the life and you're on that track and you're pushing, pushing forward. And then you come back home and you're like, oh. And actually it was Rick that was like, our jobs are transitioning. You know, what do you want to do? What is it that we can't, you can't open a restaurant here in New York. And so we just started to brainstorm and think about it. And a trip back home, there was a possibility. So we explored it and acted very quickly. And kind of turned everybody up on their heads, as I do. Uh And, And said, we're doing this. We're moving back. Wow. We're young ish we're fiery we have the time and the passion and now's the time to do this now's the time to make a time to risk and you have to I want you to tell a little bit about your husband Rick sure and his background because this would not I'm sure be anything that was ever on his radar No. (laughs) no he's a born and raised New Yorker he was born in the Bronx and quiet and funny and grumpy and he loves to clean (laughs) (laughs) and careful and considerate and serious and there's many ways to show support and he was all in and he was like this if this is what you want to do Let's do this because it it's it takes us both. Yeah, because we're here. I didn't want to just open a restaurant just just because it's a fad. Like you have to be here. It's not that I don't trust the team that I have in place. Right. I have the most incredible and passionate group of misfits that you have ever compiled, and they'll they'll die on that hill for you. And they're like a family. I mean, we're I just very much of a family. Having gotten to know you, it's awesome. Yeah, it's because they're all in, because we're all in. And it's a, it is a true labor of love. And, and it's, not just, it's not just setting the menu or putting fresh flowers on the table or just greeting people. Like, it is start to finish the minute I walk in until the minute I walk out, you, we're part of the experience. And that's very important to me. Because they're here for an experience. I'm a small restaurant. I have 15 tables. And I'm as from scratch as I can possibly be. I believe in that. And I kept Diner in the name because I wanted to be able to do whatever we wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's training involved with that. It's not always the most cost effective to be scratch. I'm sure. And I'm not as farm to table as I would like to be. Mm -hmm. And I think that that will come with time. Mm -hmm. But I think by making your own ketchup, your own ranch, your own salad dressings, your own stocks and desserts and your own batters. And I think by doing that, 
it sets us apart. Totally, yeah. And sometimes it's to my detriment. Because on the weekends here, it is not fast. Mm -hmm. It's not. I have a small kitchen and two cooks in there. You know how long it takes you at night to cook something. Mm -hmm. And it's prepped. Yes, we spend all day long prepping and we have people to prep do that. But And there are some times when I want to shout that. Mm -hmm. And it's not always my place. It's not always my place to to teach. Sometimes it is. Because I'm not shy. But... You know, sometimes I want to say, put down your phone. It's going to take a minute. It, it may take an hour. Mm-hmm. It, it's just, it just might. You're here for an experience. That's exactly what I was going to say. And that's what this is. It's the whole experience. And you make it awesome. So it doesn't feel like you're waiting an hour. Some, it, sometimes it, it does. <laughs> sometimes it does. <laughs> sometimes it does. And that's real. But... Dana, that's real. Yeah. And that's part of me. And every good review and every bad review, I take that to bed. I do. And I don't care, you know, I know. And for someone to say, don't take it personally, it is personal for me. It's all personal. Otherwise, I wouldn't be here at night. But if I didn't care about what your experience was from the moment you walk in to the moment you leave, then we wouldn't be here. Yeah. Because then it yeah. wouldn't be special because I'm in a town of 950, which I chose. I chose Redfield. Well, Redfield chose me, but you have to come to me. You have to get in your car and drive with the intention and the purpose to come to my restaurant. Because mm-hmm. I don't have foot traffic. Minus my incredible locals. I mean that but that's different. Right. They're they're our backbone. And I'm sure that it's hard sometimes when we're as busy as we are on a weekend, you know, but they text me, Hey, do you have a table? I, I anytime you can I love that. Yeah. I do. But you have to you're you're coming here with the intention of having dinner here and having an experience here. Yeah. Because I'm I'm not downtown. And I don't want I don't want to be. Yeah. I want to be in a small town. I want to be in this small town. I want to be 7 miles from my house. And I don't want to be open until midnight. Mhm. It's not necessary. There are a lot of places that that need that, that there's a need there. This isn't one of them. And closing at 8 o'clock at night is, is nice. Yeah. It's nice. So talk to us a little bit about, because I know you've had to make adjustments along the way. Sure. You know, it's, you kind of had this vision for what you wanted this place to be. And then you got kind of dug in. And then, like, what have you learned? What have you had to shift? What have you, what's that experience been like? That's an amazing question. <laughs> That's hard. It's... I, when I moved here, thought I was opening a gastropub in a hotel. That was my mindset. Wow. It was very New York mentality. Mm-hmm. It was very sleek and cool and not reading the room, not <laughs> listening to my target audience. So my menu was designed based on, based on that, based on me eating and living throughout Brooklyn and New York City. And when that space didn't happen in another small town, my grandfather looked at me and said, eh, there's this really smart man in Redfield, Arjo Smith. He's revitalized Redfield. He's made his business and his home in Redfield. You should really go and talk to him. The diner's closed for a couple of months. You should really go and talk to him. And I said, I am not opening a diner. Yeah. That's not my dream. That's not what I want. (laughs) That's not my vision. That is nowhere on my radar. Like, that's just not me. And my grandpa said, just go and talk to him. Just go talk to him. He would know if it's sustainable, if it's even possible in a small town or not. So we did. I reached out to him, to Arjo. 
And we had an incredible couple meetings with him and his wife. And it was something, walking through our current space now, it was, I mean, it was, it was different. It was very sports themed. There was carpet on the floor, you know, sticky and smelled like history and sweat. And, and then we walked in the kitchen. The kitchen was in really good shape. Like they had spent really great investment on a hood system and Ansel system. And, you know, there was thought put into the kitchen. It was designed well. Yeah. And then I walked back into the beer garden. And my husband actually got me on tape and my reaction. And I gasped and I put my hand to my heart and I was like, oh. and I was like, oh, like you would just never know. Yeah. And, and it actually has kind of a New York vibe. Very much so. <laughs> it's wild grape covered and it's cool and it needs work and I, it does. I mean, as, as a restaurant constantly does, it's, it takes a beating. It, it does. It takes, it takes a beating, but the beer garden and then walking back in and sometimes you can envision your life. A lot of times you can't, but sometimes you look at something or Rick was standing at the end of the bar and he was talking to our Joe and I was taking pictures, as I always do. And I looked down at the end of the bar where Rick was standing, and he had his arm, like, draped over the end, and he was talking to Arjo, and I said, I see my life here. I see Rick there. And it felt, it felt good, and I felt the fire, and I felt the fight, and I was, I was ready. And I love those moments, and I feel like, I'm getting goosebumps now, but there are a couple of times in your life when you have moments like that and yeah. you just know. Yes. And that's so cool. It is. And it, that's scary because yes. <laughs> it is, it is scary because last week was our two year birthday and I've changed so much in the last two years. I have, I think you have to, I think that, your wants and your needs versus your must-haves and your desires to keep the lights on and to keep keep going and keep creative and keep relevant and and keep your staff motivated and excited you it's it's a lo- it's a lot yeah yeah Tell us a little bit more about that, because that's actually one of the things I definitely wanted to ask you, is how has this changed you? Uh, it has. It, it just it just has. I still, I still find joy. I try and find joy in everything. And there are days when I spring out of bed, and I am charged up, and I'm ready, and I've something has come to me overnight or I've seen something or I've tasted something or something is, and I'm really excited. And then it's a lot of times it's about burger of the week, which sounds really dumb, but it gets me. Your burgers are awesome. It gets me excited. (laughs) And people are excited about that. And if I don't post the burger of the week by Wednesday, I start getting messages. Hey, you know, what's the burger of the week? That's because there, there's people along the journey with us. Mm Mm-hmm. But, you know, and it comes at a cost, too. It absolutely does. All of it does. And I think any dream worth pursuing, I've said this before, I'm an all-in type of girl. Me, too. And any dream worth pursuing, there's always risk. There's financial risk. There's emotional risk. There's everything. And it's taken a toll. It just mm-hmm. ha- it just has. Mm-hmm. But it wouldn't be a dream without that. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And I think that I was meant, I was meant to change. I don't think that you can start a project like this and not have it. If it doesn't affect you, you're not doing it right. 
It's or it's not your passion. My mom is really big on that, and and we've talked about this many times. And if you are not living your passion every single day, you're doing something wrong. I agree. And when you're living your passion, it's worth the sacrifice. I agree. I I really do. And. I've surrounded myself by very supportive, exciting, and loving people. Mm-hmm. And they, they make this, they re-energize me. Yeah. Just when my bucket has been depleted, it could be by something simple or it could just be by a week that was hard. Mm-hmm. They fill, they fill, they fill, they fill customers. They fill vendors. It's, it's, it's extraordinary. And I want you to talk a little bit more about your staff because I know this has not only changed your life, it has changed the life of your staff. It has. And, and you have created a place where they can flourish in what they're gifted at. And I love seeing that in action. So t- tell us more about that. I'm lucky because I haven't had a whole lot of transition for staff. I've had several key players leave. I think that's that's part of it. It's part of it. I mean, we're two years into this. But they are <laughs> local and not local. Mm-hmm. And... We've talked about this the other day. We talked about the importance of an extended family mm-hmm. and having somebody care about your day, not just come in and punch a time card and and leave. Um, but really, we I I feel like we really care, and it's not all about me. It's just not. Mm-hmm. It's and it shouldn't be. It should not be all about me or all about Rick. You know, there are people here that are doing some extraordinary things. My chef is young. And he... But there's a fire and there's a dedication from him. And there are some days that we sit out back at the end of a shift and have a drink and cry. Yeah. Because it's war. We go to war on some nights. And it's family. And it's family. And I'm sensitive to what they're going through but what shocked me the most is how in tune they are with me that's so great and it's and it's incredible because we can't create and do the things that we're doing without all of the mess you know it's part of it it's part of it yeah so I know that your chef Justin actually because of working here, has made the move to small town life. Yeah, he did. And over a year and a half ago, he was our sous chef for our opening chef who moved from Fort Dodge, from Kansas, from Colorado, like our opening chef. Um, Justin was our sous chef and just fiery and messy and tempery and passionate and funny and silly, and I didn't take him as I didn't take him as seriously. And the role that he played was vital. Yeah, it's vital. Um, and then our opening chef left quite suddenly, which happens. And I looked at Justin and I said, um, "Okay, so what are we going to do?" Do I look for another executive chef? Or what do you want to do? And he's like, I want to do this. He goes, I want this. And he's like, let me, let's just try. Yeah. And I said, okay, let's, let's try. Let's give it a go. And he's been our executive chef for a year. Yeah, I love that. And you also have to tell the story about Amber. <laughs> so our, again, our opening pastry chef, she was a high school friend of mine and incredible. 
and then wanted to make her own transition and her own move uh, back to her family and just more concentrated back to her family. And so this was probably back in November. And I literally Googled on my couch in a puddle of tears, bakeries near me. <laughs> I did. And a, a name and a number came up in Linden, which is just a few miles away. And so I called this Amber person <laughs> and asked if she had a bakery. And she was like, well, no. And how did you get my number? And I said, I Googled bakeries near me. <laughs> I said, I'm looking for a pastry chef. And she's like, where are you calling from? And I told her and she goes, oh. she goes, I've wanted to contact you for so long. And I said, well, can you come in and meet with me today? And she said, no, I want to bake for you first. And then I'll come in. And I said, great. And she came in the next day with a whole tray full of amazing and creative and rustic and in line with sustainability and making her own brown sugar like we do and, you know, her own eggs. And I was like, huh. And just her background with her grandmother and her television and catering background. And she, the fact that she had purple hair yeah. didn't hurt. She came in. She was nervous. We all sat around and tried her desserts. And I offered her the job. That's awesome. Yeah. And she's been more just, I mean, and she doesn't just play one role here. Mm -hmm. She plays many. I mean, she serves on Saturday morning. She loves interact. She loves interacting with people. And she's even working in the beer garden this summer because she wants to listen to the live music. And, um, but yeah, she's, her and I've done catering events together because she understands that catering world. Yeah. Which is not easy. And to have somebody with that background and that knowledge is, is huge. Because then you're not afraid. Yeah. And being afraid to do any of those events is terrible. Because that's a, that's a huge area to tap into. Yeah. So tell us about the name. Because Harvey's is obviously has a great special meaning to you. It does. It's, it's my last name. Um, I'm adopted. And my mom and I, I was born in South Dakota, and we moved to Iowa, my mom and I, when I was pretty little, one, and she met my dad when I was probably five or six. And when I was seven, he adopted me legally. And so I got the last name of Harvey. And there are no other Harveys there are the there are no Harvey boys you know there my dad has there's four of them there's four brothers and sisters and his one sister has three boys and so their names their last names are not Harvey uh-huh and and so it was important for me and even and even though I go by, I go by Katie Martinez, and I, I did not change it legally. And for no other reason other than it, the name, it was, it was almost gifted to me, this name. And I take that very seriously. And it was, and I just wasn't, I just have never been ready to let it go. And because my grandfather really, that's why his jacket hangs in the corner of my restaurant. And you guys, it's a pioneer. It's a pioneer jacket, which couldn't get more Iowa. I yeah. love it. It's a green pioneer jacket, and I wanted to name my restaurant Olio because my grandmother, growing up, always called you know butter uh -huh. Olio. Yeah. And so for the longest time, that's what I was going to name it. That's what I was going to name it. That was going. That was what I was going to name it. And the minute I got here to the diner, it just didn't fit. It didn't work. And, and I was like, you know what? It just, it, it just, it was the easiest decision to make to call it Harvey's. And my favorite thing is when customers, they'll 
trying to be cheeky and they're like, you Harvey? Or, hey, who's Harvey? And I'll say, it's me. And they're like, <laughs> you don't look like a Harvey. And I was like, it was my last name. <laughs> um, our logo above the bar is a moon-shaped logo. And my great-great-grandfather owned a flour mill just about seven miles west of here. And we have an old stencil at the house. And it's a metal stencil that they used to hold over the bags of flour and spray paint them. How cool. So it says W.H. Harvey on the top. And on the bottom it says super fine. And then it has the number so that you know that it's one of Harvey's bags of flour. That's awesome. Yes. So when we were doing the logo, we took it to friends of my dad and my uncles um, and to recreate it. And that's why Harvey's is on the top and Diner in the Pub in the bottom. And then the number 904 is for our address. That's great. Yeah. But it's meant to look like the stamp for the, for the flour mill. I love it. Yeah. That is really cool. Yeah. Well, your food here is truly amazing. Thank and you. one look at your Instagram account will feature that. Everybody go check that out. Thank you. But uh, you are very intentional about using local people and, like you said, making everything as much from scratch as possible. So talk to us about what that's been like working with the locals. And I know that takes extra work, right? It does. And like I said, to be – I would like to use more local. I really would. Um, and my father and I have even talked about what that means like for us because we raise cattle as well. You know, what does that look like? You know, is that something that we can do? And we do a, a huge garden at home. And the majority of our summer produce that is for the restaurant comes from our farm. So great. Which is great. Yeah. Um, but we have people dropping off rhubarb. We have a really cool, super funny guy in town. And he trades boxes of rhubarb for a cup of soup. Like, people drop off zucchini and cucumbers and herbs and and they just they always joke around in Iowa that if you leave your car door open you'll always find like a bag of zucchini or something in your car <laughs> the people are just gonna drop it I off I think that is true <laughs> um but there's farmers markets and locals and um the very very farm that's not too far from here and um Skeeter Creek Farm that we've gotten several hogs from um, it's, it's on my radar and it's important, Yeah, but it is, it is a lot harder to stay as local and you don't, you don't think about using big vendors like Cisco. You think that they're just like big box, but all of our meat that isn't coming locally, their center of the plate comes within a hundred miles of your location. Wow. That is their sustainability program. And that is a huge deal. Mm -hmm. And obviously, we're a landlocked state, so I cannot <laughs> be getting fish and lobster and everything. <laughs> from, so, I mean, that has to be, that has to come in frozen. I mean, it just has to. Yeah. And, but I think that quality of our vendors is very important to them. Mm -hmm. We only have two. Wow. I only use two food vendors, and they take it very seriously. They're constantly in contact with me. This is what's this, this is what's this, this is coming from this, and it can be traced back to the farm. Yeah. So even though I'm not doing all of the legwork now, I still, there's still accountability, which mm -hmm. is really, I think, very cool. Mm -hmm. So you've actually then created special events where you can help highlight these local suppliers and give people a fun experience with an opportunity to try new things that are local. Well, and I think that that was important for me. Remembering, remembering my audience, because I forgot that for a while. I forgot that in the first six, eight months because not everybody wants to be taught a lesson. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Talking. <laughs> and so I, f I forgot. I forgot my audience for a little bit. And I went a little bit too fancy. And it drove away. There were certain things that attracted people, and I'm thankful for that connection, and I'm thankful for that radar. 
Um, but I forgot a little bit. And then once I started to remember last summer, then my desire to do something a little outside the box and a little fancy um, turned into our pairing dinners. So we do a four to five course pairing dinner. We try and do it every six weeks. I don't do it in the summer because of the beer garden and just, it's just busy. And I don't want to overtax. I don't want to overtax our customers. I don't want to overtax the kitchen. And it's a very fall and winter thing to nug in and eat and drink when it's dreary and... People need a little yes, fun. <laughs> I agree. And in the summer, there's so much that they're already doing. So I don't feel it's necessary. Um, but we've done some four to five extraordinary pairing dinners that I'm the most proud of. There's been some dinners that I'm not proud of, but not the pairing ones. And my former boss in New York said to me, he always said to me, he's like, Kate, you've done 1,000 good dinners. There's always room for a mistake. That's a good word. It is. And it's something that you have to remember a little bit, too. Um, but our four-course dinners feature a local brewery or Skeeter Creek Farms, um, a local winery, uh, are just highlighting the area that we're in and the massive change that Iowa has the food movement in the last five years and beer and it's extraordinary. And that's what we're doing. Like that's what we're talking about. The drive to come to a small town, come back to Iowa and start something. It's, it's a gift. Yeah. It's a calling. I agree. Yeah, I agree. And then you also do catering, right? Yes. Yeah. It's, I did that a lot in New York and weddings and rehearsal dinners and bridal showers. And that's my, I love a party. I yeah. Love, I love throwing a party. I can tell that about you. I love, <laughs> I do. I get very energized by a, an event. I'd love it at my house. I love to entertain. I get I get a lot of joy from that. And I love that you don't have to go far for something like that. Um, but I also take a lot of pride to make sure that you've chosen me to do this for you. And I take that very seriously. And I want you to want for nothing. I want the experience to be seamless and delicious and happy and it's it's so important to me and I love a party well you obviously have the <laughs> gift of hospitality it's it's awesome thank you and that's why you're here what advice would you have for somebody thinking about moving back to a small town starting a business I say do it 100% every bone in my body I'm on fire for you. I'm excited for you. But be ready. <laughs> it is the hardest I have ever worked. And it is, you need to have a support system. My family being here is everything. They cheerlead for me, they cry for me, they yell for me, they work with me, they'll volunteer for me, and you need to have a, sport, a support system. You have to, because it is hard. It is amazing. And you have to trust your gut. It's good. You have to. You have to trust your stomach. And if something doesn't feel good, then it's not good. Mm -hmm. Just because something's scary or something's hard doesn't mean that it's bad. Yeah, totally. Because I think that you should have that fear. Um, and I don't know how I don't know how long I can do this. Mm -hmm. 
but I'm, the time is now. The people in my life that are riding this ride with me energize me and build me up and fill my bucket. And I think everybody is still having a good time. If that ever changes, then we have to rethink things. Mm -hmm. But for now, even though it's hard, and even though there's sleepless nights, and there's no money. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. People think just because you see a full restaurant that you're just rolling in it. Killing it. But it takes a lot to get the little engine going. Yeah. But it's worth it. And I say do it. I say risk it. Throw the hat in the air and do it. Because if I wouldn't have done this, I wouldn't be and feel the way I feel now. Yeah. And the fire that I have and the fire that my friends and family and staff have, we did that. Yeah. And this small town did that. And Iowa did that for me. New York was dragging me down. The, the, the pace that I was on was the same. It's the same, it's the same, it's the same. And it is a city that doesn't sleep and you can get energized by anything. But you don't always do that. Mm-hmm. And so I find ways now to be re-inspired, walking every single morning in the fields and listening to music and trying something that the chef is so excited about that maybe, maybe it wasn't my first choice. But how cool to have somebody put everything into a dish and say, let's just try it. Mm-hmm. And be like, let's just try it. And then the reaction from other people. You're like, that's what we're doing this for. Yeah, and I feel like you've created this part of your experience is that you can find something different every time you come here. You should. Yeah. It's boring for the chef otherwise. How boring is that? That was something with theater. You're doing the same show eight shows a week. Sure. It is. Yeah. And you are supposed to have the same reactions, the same notes, the same, because it's, it's, it's in a plan. Uh-huh. And, I'm, you know, sometimes it's like nailing jello to a wall with me, you know. And I love that it's different. How exciting is that? Yes, there are things, if you come here one week and have lobster carbonara and you come two weeks from now, I want that to taste the same. Because you remember that, you walk away, I dream about that dish, you think, oh my God, I can't wait to have it. And you come back and it's not the same, you're like, ugh. <laughs> and that's, t- you know, yeah. and that's, but then there are specials that, and Burger of the Week, and other things that, that can make it inspiring for Justin, that can make it inspiring for me, and inspiring for customers that come in here. Because I have a small menu. I will never have a large menu. Mm -hmm. Never, never, ever. And a lot of people have gone through the menu. And so they're waiting for a post. They're waiting for my pictures. They're waiting for something. And that's why I think specials are important. Because it shows creativity. It shows trust. And it shows that there's a, a desire to please and to you know, to excite in a town of 950. Yeah. How fun is that? I love it. I do too. I just encourage people when they're here to come for the experience. I understand that it's not convenient to wait 45 minutes to an hour. I understand that. I sympathize with that. I really do. But we're in such a hurry We're really in such a hurry that it just come in and talk to who you're with. We've never been more socially connected at our fingertips. Everything is available to us Mm -hmm. and we've never been lonelier. Talk to somebody. You're here to have dinner. You're here with your kids. You're here with your parents. You're here with friends. 
talk to each other. I'm not, I'm not hiding from you. I know that it's taking a while. <laughs> Don't be afraid to tell me. I am not afraid to hear it. Just, just know that we are, we have the best intentions and we're doing this for the love of it. Mm-hmm. And I love that you know my story. I love that people come in and they ask. I'll never get tired of talking about that. Um, I love the investment. I love that people feel proprietary when they walk in, that they this is their place. I want my staff to feel that way. I want my customers to feel that way. That's important to me. I want you to feel good. I love that. And tell us what you love about Redfield. <sighs> this town is amazing. It is. It, they have supported me and cheerleaded for me and backed me up and have shown up during rain and snow and they're just supportive and they're so excited that something and someone is open. Small towns can die without a restaurant or a bar. They really can, and that's unfortunate. This is a small town. And I honor them, and I love them, and I love seeing them, and I don't take for granted that I'm in a tiny town. Mm -hmm. Because it's, it's what I chose. And they chose me. And they're so good to us and they care and they ask and if they haven't seen us for a second you know they're just they're it's an incredible town and incredible people in it awesome well how do people follow along with what's going on at harvey's my love of photography is no secret i have tried to post specials words only <laughs> I have been very lovingly told that doesn't work. <laughs> that they require a photograph. Because your photos are so awesome too, though. Thank you. Yeah. I love that the, that the food that comes out of the kitchen looks like the photograph that I'm posting. I, that is very important to me. I don't want Q-tips and dyes and brushes of a photograph. And then it come out of the kitchen and you're like, whoa. <laughs> what, what is that? <laughs> Um, so my draw is to Instagram and to Facebook. I try and post as much as I can. Um, I'm not great about keeping up with my website. I'm just not, mm -hmm. but I am constantly connected to Instagram. I'm constantly connected to my phone. You can always send me a message. Yes, we take reservations, even in a small town. It's encouraged on a weekend. Even if you're a party of two, I will save a table for you. That's awesome. It's important. Yeah. It's important. If you're going to think ahead, I'm happy to save a table for you. Um, yeah. Come and see me. Come and see us. Follow us on Instagram and follow us on Facebook. And it's, it's worth the trip. I promise you. It's a beautiful drive. It is. And it's... We're 35 miles west of Des Moines. Mm -hmm. I'm, it's not that far. And for Western Iowa, just if you're looking for a good weekend road trip with a fun destination, White Pole do this. Road is there. Yeah. You can travel White yeah. Pole Road and go to Perry and Adel. And, you know, there's so much. There's so much. There's stuff in Stewart. There is a ton to do. We do live music every Saturday night of a local Iowa artist. Love it. In the beer garden. It's acoustic. Um, we only do bites in the back on the weekends during live music. But there's an experience to be had. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's, I think that that's what we're all craving for. That's what I want. I Agreed. Want an, I want an experience. Mm -hmm. Me too. 
Katie, thank you for sharing your story. Thanks for sitting with me today. Yeah, we love what you're doing, and we're going to continue to follow your journey. Thank and you. we'll be back for more, I'm sure. Thank you. I, I love this place, and I love Iowa, and I'm so happy to be back. If you would have asked me five years ago, I, I don't think I would have said that I was ready to come back. And then you get here and you're like, you just feel, you just feel good. Iowa nice is a real thing. Yeah. It's a, it, the kindness and the caring that people have for you and the true interest that they take. We were in the Duane Register October of 2016 and people still bring up that article or bring it in. Wow. Like there's... There's a genuine care. And I think we're all just a little bit better because of it. I agree. Come and have a great dish. Come and eat a burger. Come and have a craft beer. Come and have one of our Moscow mules. And, you know, even if Rick doesn't say hi to you immediately at the bar, <laughs> he'll get there. Yeah. He'll get, he'll get there. But just come and see us, and and we'll take care of you. For sure. Thanks. Thanks, Katie. Well, now you know why I love Katie's story so much. And I have to share with you the backstory behind all of this. It really all started last fall when I had heard a little bit about Katie's story and decided I had to go check out Harvey's for myself. And like they say, the rest is history. I fell in love with the food, the incredible local atmosphere, and that was the first time I met Katie and got to hear her story firsthand. Afterwards, I could not stop thinking about it, and I knew this was a story that had to be shared. At the same time, knowing there are so many other stories out there that need to be shared too. So that really was the beginning of the idea behind the Rural Revival podcast. And now you know why this was such a special interview for me. So thank you, Katie, for letting your life and dream and business be the inspiration behind this. And for all of our Iowa listeners, no matter where you live in the state, you need to make a trip to Harvey's Diner in Redfield, Iowa and see and taste for yourself why this place is so amazing. And when you're there, take a picture, post it and tag us so we can live vicariously through you. Thanks for joining us today. And we'll be back here with you again next week. Have a great day, everybody.